Welcome to the Kyra Mom Podcast. Three moms who are chiropractors discussing life, health, business, and friendship. We know how hard it is to try to be everything for everybody. We believe you can do anything, but not everything. I'm Dr. Holly, lover of all things numbers and health. I'm a profit coach for chiropractors, wife to a sports chiro, and mom to two kid chefs. And I'm Dr. Sarah, founder of a wellness center in rural Wyoming. I'm a wife, mother, and lover of horses, books, and mountains. I'm Dr. Goldie, a small biz CEO, a business coach for Cairo Moms, and a wife, mother, California mermaid, and a mini farmer. If you are a stressed out, overwhelmed mom trying to do it all, you're in the right place. Hello and welcome to the Cairo Mom podcast. This is Dr. Goldie. I'm here with Dr. Sarah and Dr. Holly, and we are back from spring break. We have taken some intentional rest, um, all three of us, at slightly different times, and so we just decided we'll take a break from recording for a little while, and we're back. How are you ladies doing? Yes, it's good so to see good. both of you. <laughs> Yeah, I think all of us with our kiddos, you know, having like designated spring break times at different times and, you know, it was just, it was nice to just be away. Like we did a little bit of traveling in our family and, um, you know, got to catch up with some friends and I think just everything, the culmination of the past year, it was, it was nice to sort of have that feeling of normalcy and not work. Totally. I I just have to give a little shout out to my team at work because I I just have the best team at work. I have another doctor who works with me who's amazing. And um, I was able to check out of work and life for eight days, which is the longest vacation I've ever had (laughs) since I started practice. And oh my, it was so needed. I I really noticed that, I mean, it took me a good three days to kind of unwind and come down. I mean, it's been a year, guys. (laughs) We've been through a heck of a year and it was so needed. That was probably my favorite part about taking this break at this time, at this point in the pandemic, after a whole year and just really making, just having enough time to think and reflect and review and just put everything down for a little while, as much as I am able to. Physically, not working was lovely, but I can't ever really turn my brain off. So, of course, I had a whole new thing I was working on. (laughs) Yeah, but it's nice to just be out and even in a different setting, you know, new and different ideas, you know, sort of populate your brain and you, you know, decide what things are truly important to take action on and move forward on. And yeah, you kind of have to take that that step out to get a different perspective. Yeah. I, I actually was able to schedule a massage with the massage therapist in my office because she was still working. Um, and so like you, Sarah, my the doctor in my clinic and the massage therapist were both holding down the fort and taking care of people. And it was so lovely to enjoy that rest and know that people were taken care of. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know. that I, I mean, I definitely could not have stepped away for that long or with such... Um, with the ability to relax had I not known that my patients were cared for so competently. (laughs) So 
So I think it's important to talk about, you know, like where we've come. I mean, you know, we've all been in practice. I mean, this I'm coming up on my 10th anniversary this year from graduating. And definitely, I know, you know, those early couple of years, definitely just not taking a week off. That was just not happening. (laughs) It was for fear that business would not survive. So I'd love to, you know, hear both of your perspectives on how you started implementing taking time off and, you know, how you became more and more okay with it. Because it's all process and a journey, right? Such a good question. I I grew up in a tourist town, Capitola by the sea is in this area. And that's kind of where, you know, <clears throat> I had all my summer jobs. And so I, I never quite understood the beauty of taking like the 4th of July off, right? That was always the day that we would just kill it with jewelry sales at the jewelry store or sell a ton of ice cream because there was a parade going down the street where my dad's ice cream shop was. And so I think I took that same mindset of, oh, holidays are actually a time to attract more customers because everyone's off. <laughs> um, and when I first started in practice, I was working on those days. I'd be open in the morning to take to try to take appointments because people I knew people were off that day and whatever. I had Tuesdays off, so it was okay. Um, but over the years, I have learned to enjoy taking holidays off. <laughs> And and maybe that just came with the tiredness that comes with working, you know, full time. Yeah, I, I, I did this so badly when my kids were little. I just, I feel like I kind of put my head down when I graduated and didn't look up for a long time. And I didn't feel like I could step away from my practice when it was just me because my patients were relying on me. And then I had two babies and just, you know, took minimal maternity leave. I wish I had taken longer maternity leaves because I just felt so needed by my practice um, and was, you know, frankly, trying to work hard to pay off student loans and get into a better, more secure financial position, etc. But I, I just have learned so much in the last, I don't know, four or five years about how I function best. And I I mean, just for instance, I know I was a better doctor this week than I was a couple weeks ago (laughs) because I I just, I I had, you know, less heaviness weighing me down and I could find, I, I could really be more present with them and be a better listener. And I just, I know I'm a better doctor and a better mom when I take intentional rest. The first time I took uh, time off after graduation, I hired a doctor to cover me like a relief doc um, to see my patients at quite an expense. And that was an interesting lesson in. And I don't think it took me very long to realize I could just leave and let everyone know I wouldn't be there and schedule around the time off. And I would I kind of started by taking weekends off, like I would make a long weekend every now and then when I started looking at my schedule and and trying to monitor my energy. I, I started with taking a long weekend once a month. So because I don't treat patients on Tuesdays, that would give me a four day weekend frequently. And that cycle of rest was really, I, I quickly realized how much just adding a long weekend once a month to my schedule gave me so much more energy and renewable energy, right? We talked about that feminine cycle a couple months ago. I, at that point, I didn't quite understand timing it with my menstrual cycle. Um, but now I do. 
Yeah, I think for me, just, I feel like I've just always been in that like hustle mode ever since graduation. It's like graduating, opening a practice, and then I started my master's degree. And then, uh, you know, I just started, decided to start growing a family. And so then pregnancy hit me and it just like knocked me down to where it was like, nope, you cannot do all the things anymore. (laughs) So, and thankfully in my practice, you know, when I was practicing with my husband, I mean, the patients could still be cared for, you know, not maybe to the full extent of the things, all the things that I was doing with them, but, you know, my chiropractic patients could definitely still do chiropractic. And, um, you know, that was actually the, the push for him because I'm certified in acupuncture. And so I had, you know, I had a decent following of acupuncture clients and, um, that was the push for him to go and he was trying to finish the certification, but he went on and did the dry needling course because in, in the state where we practice, you can do a one weekend dry needling course and be certified to do needling. So at least for those acute patients, you know, musculoskeletal complaints, they could still be cared for. Um, and I was able to actually take more time off for second maternity leave and not feel like I was rushing back. Yeah. I, a while, I mean, it's been a while now, but I have patients just Monday through Thursday and I love, absolutely love that schedule because I can turn that part of my brain off on Thursday afternoon. And I, I'm usually working Friday, Friday as far as doing paperwork or doing meetings or things like that, but it's, it's a different part of my brain and I'm not using my body because what we do is very physical. Um, and I, I love that schedule. I just feel um, so spoiled kind of by that schedule, but so grateful that I've made my life work to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now, I, well, I think it was after I had, so it was probably about the last five years after I had our second, I decided to take Mondays off for that same reason. Like it was like our weekends were so jam packed and so busy that it's like, I just needed a day to like get everything back together and back to normal. I could not be Dr. Brain Monday morning yep. when the house and the family were in shambles from a busy weekend. So yeah, Fridays are often like me wrapping up my work brain and, you know, starting to f- get into that weekend mode. Um, and so that when I pick my kids up on Friday, you know, I'm really into family mode and then I'm, I'm not doing all those things on Saturday and Sunday. I can be more present with my kids, which is the most important for me. So Goldie, this was like a couple years ago. I, I think it was before we were good friends. I remember um, hearing you make some bold statements about how much time you were planning to take off, like in the coming year. I don't know if it was like maybe six weeks a year or a week, a quarter or something like that. But I just, I so remember being so inspired by that. I was like, oh, you can do that. I want to do that. <laughs> like, that sounds amazing. Um, and that was just so inspirational for me. And I have definitely taken, I have, I've made it happen that I take more weeks off a year ever since I heard you say that. Cool. Thank you. I'm glad I inspired you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, like I said, I started by taking one long weekend a month um, and really loving that. And then I realized that, especially once my children entered into the school schedule, um, the academic break on a quarterly basis worked really well with my, with being able to take um, some time off. So I started taking off a week at the holidays in the winter holidays, a week in the spring, a week at the beginning of summer break. So I would take like the first week of summer off and then the last week of summer off. And that would be sort of like my four weeks of um, 
off a year, kind of on a quarterly basis, depending on how long the summer season lasted. And then I usually schedule in a week of like, I might get sick with the flu. (laughs) I wouldn't say schedule, but I, in terms of like financially planning for the entire year, there's a week of lost time just because a kid gets sick or I get sick and I randomly have to close the office. And then um, somewhere along the way, I started adding in one more week in October-ish to celebrate my anniversary with my husband, where just he and I have time, the two of us, to try to plan a camp trip or, you know, when we have more resources, um, a trip to Mexico, something like that. Um, And that has been, you know, financially, when I look at my year, rather than, like, I could work... Every week of the year, I plan, okay, I only have so 48 work weeks a year. And then financially, it really works out, at least with the one week off a quarter, because you end up with a couple of extra weeks here and there. I like to go in these like 10-week sprints and then take a week off. And then another 10-week, 9 to 10 weeks, and then take a week off. So if it, it works out. So I just took the week between April and May off for spring. And it, and it all, I don't know why it always lines up just beautifully. It must have something to do with the way the academic calendar is scheduled in our area. <laughs> and see, hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, I want to take the first week of summer off. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go back to last fall, too. I remember it was like, I don't know, July-ish, August-ish. I was like reaching burnout. I mean, covid children had been home for a very long time. I had not been in my house without my children for so long. (laughs) And I had had to cancel as just like everybody else, all the trips last year, you know, six trips or something like that. And I hadn't had a day off in a very long time. And I finally decided I'm so my kids were going back to school in person miraculously in August. And I went ahead and scheduled that first week that they were going to be back in school off of work and I didn't know what I was going to do. But that, I mean, that was huge for me just to take time off where I was not scheduled to travel somewhere because forever that's been my brain. Like I only take time off when I'm going on a trip. Um, And so I think you guys were so instrumental in me even being like having the awareness to do that and that I needed it. And it was so, so good. I stayed home. I went on long hikes. It was, it was so good. Yeah, that's definitely something I'm personally looking forward to when both of my kids are in full-time school later this August. Um, because it's, yeah, we, we definitely still travel with work. Like, oh, if there's a conference, you know, then, you know, the whole family can go and like I can take the kids and, you know, go out and do all these things in these nice locations. But yeah, I think just maturing and getting to the point where it's like, no, I'm taking just a me day or a me trip, um, or even my husband and I, you know, just the two of us without the kids. But I mean, it's definitely an evolution. It's like, okay, once we realize, even if we are going to a conference and a location where all of us want to go, then we're adding a day or two on each end so that we're not so just overwhelmed with just the hustle and bustle of, of getting through everything. Um, I mean, I know for me this past year has been, yeah, like you said, Sarah, it's been a lot of time with my kids and at home and not a lot of time by myself. So (laughs) I think that for me, 
I mean, my schedule, just the way that I have it set up right now is so flexible that I, I feel like I don't have a lot of work hours, but on the flip side, I just don't have a lot of me hours because when the kids are at school, I'm working. I think that's something else that I've gotten way better at is scheduling more margin. Just in general, like I used to just schedule like meeting right up to the next meeting with like no time to get to it. And and what what I've done now too is as much as possible when I schedule a vacation, a trip, I try to have a day at home before I go back to work, which I never used to do. I was like right back to work. And that is just life changing. Of course, I think I'm I'm just getting old too. I'm like exhausted after travel now and I need that day to recover <laughs> before I go back to work. In our in our area with uh, in California currently with the quarantine not that we're in quarantine, but there are restrictions when you travel and leave the area, you have to come back and get tested and quarantine still. And so um, I have a trip planned in May out of the country. And <clears throat> when I was looking at when what day to come back to work, I realized, oh, I've got to also take that Monday off, which of course, and then I have Tuesday where I don't see patients like, oh, wow, this <laughs> just went from a five day trip to Mexico into a 10 days off. <laughs> Um, and maybe the restrictions will change between now and then but either way I'm like that's cool I'm actually yeah I'm gonna why not whatever I'll just be a little busier when I get back like I was this week life is short like you know that yeah but I get I think that's something from last year too is I've just gained so much perspective on what is really important in my life and I love my job but I have lots of other things that I love too and you know, obviously being present with my family is, is number one. Yeah. What if you are in a place where you work, you know, 40 hours a week and you're, you have like a butt time job and you don't have the kind of flexibility that we have? Um, how can you build some intentional rest into your week? Do we have any suggestions for people like that? I was thinking <clears throat> before the pandemic and while my kids were like in that phase of life of doing soccer practice and girl scouts and i was on the pta and we were just like just felt like we were so over scheduled with all of those kinds of activities um i would very intentionally not schedule anything for sunday you know even if like my mom was like hey let's come over for family dinner i'm like nope like sunday that's the day i just lay in my garden pull weeds take a nap and don't go, I don't leave the property. Um, so I just wondered if you guys had any other ideas for people who don't have quite so much flexibility in their lives. I definitely think that the past year, you know, has shown us how much more we can put on autopilot or things like that. Like if, you know, the weekends are really busy with those soccer practices and running here and there and doing all your grocery shopping, like, can you outsource that out at all? I mean, you know, to where it's not you taking away from family time, you know, to do grocery shopping um, or other little errands and stuff like that. Um, I also think just like Sarah said a minute ago, like a margin or a buffer between, you know, work and home, not necessarily from when you're coming back from vacation and when you go back to work, but even just some sort of a buffer between the end of your day and when you're getting home, um, if, if, if you're flexible at all in that. I know, um, you know, when my kids were in daycare, it's like, you know, daycare ends at a certain time, you got to be there. And it's like, I would work right up to that minute. And it just, it did not work out for very long. Right. So <laughs> yeah, especially not scheduling meetings, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, maybe taking a little bit more flex time at the end of the day to make sure you have your own wrap up process, depending on what type of job that you're in. 
Um, I think that's really important. Yeah, I think it just can't be overstated that little small changes are really important. And maybe that's about asking for what you need from your partner. Like we've covered that in previous episodes, like um, swapping off time alone with your partner. Um, Just, you know, we did a whole episode on delegate and automate and delete. And just don't be afraid to make those changes in your life um, because you're worth it. That intentional rest will make you a better mother and a better, you know, worker and a happier person in general. I'm thinking yesterday as an example of just my husband and I doing a really good job of giving each other the space we needed to be alone. I I know we've talked about this. I think I'm an extroverted introvert. And so while I do really well being on and helping you and working one-to-one or having you know this podcast recording after this is done I need to go be alone for a little while and and sit quietly to sort of recover from this outward effort that I'm I'm putting out to be visible in this way Um, so yesterday my husband you know there was a quick change in the day because of when my son's track practice got switched from 10 in the morning to 7 p.m and we were like ah cool okay you're gonna go on the bike ride at nine I'll take him here then you know and and we both he ended up coming home early and was like wait what I'm like why are you here do you want to come with me to go for the hike he's like no like it's this I had my time on the bike ride. You go drop him off and have that nice quiet hike. And I just, he said to me, you know, you, your quiet time is so important to you. Go take care of yourself. When you come home, we'll hang out in the afternoon. And I just like really brought a little tear to my eye to hear him mirroring, mirroring back the words that I've been begging for for years. That's huge. And that takes a long time. I mean, I, Steve and I are at a similar point and we've been married almost 20 years and it, it, this did not happen quickly, but we both kind of know each other well enough that we know what we need. And I know what, if he's getting grumpy, like that he needs some quiet time or he needs the children away for a little bit or, you know, we, we, we get each other and we, um, we really try to plan ahead for the things we need in our schedules to make us our best selves. Totally. Yeah, I can tell when he needs to go on a bike ride and yeah. get, you know, get that energy out. And I get, I'm guessing he can tell when I need to go be alone in the yard. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. you just got back from work. Go for a little walk. Dinner will be ready in 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. Yes. yes. I remember when he was working. Goldie. Go, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, he's also seeing you model it for others now, too. I mean, you are moving into the space of helping other women with their self-care. And so he's just, he's just seeing that elevation happen. Like it's going to be vitally important for you, you know, to walk the talk or whatever that phrase is. I'm sure I always mess it up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, do you want to talk about that at all, about what you're what you're building and what you're making? Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I am launching my self-care course. I have talked about it briefly on the previous episodes, but... Um, I have a, I'm enrolling new um, women to join my self-care course. So if you're listening and you're interested, reach out to me um, probably via Instagram messenger or um, 
yeah, that'd probably be the best place when we can have a little conversation. But I'm working on this six-month group coaching program to help women make time for themselves without the guilt. Um, I will give you tools for scheduling. Um, we'll get into the nitty-gritty of working through your feminine energy cycle, um, time blocking, enoughness, a lot of, you know, mindset work, um, making time for your relationship with your partner, your significant other, your children. Um, and I think it's going to be really fun. I'm very excited. I have a couple people enrolled in my program and um, it will be going live May 5th. So this is a beta launch and there is... Um, the price will increase eventually, um, but for, well, I, right now, while I'm beta launching the program, is a great time to start if you're interested in, in being part of the uh, development of this program. So, <laughs> message That's me. so exciting, Goldie. <laughs> you, have, you have such a gift for that, and I'm just so excited to see you sharing that with other people yeah, even I, more. I feel like, you know, last year I started working, um, I created the the Dr. Goldie coaching. And at that time, I really, it was clear, like I wanted to help other women chiropractors. And as I was working with them, I was teaching them about, you know, well, like we just talked about, make a little bit of a time at the end of the day to finish your notes before you go home to your children. And one of my clients um, really wanted to take a maternity leave and she just couldn't see how she could step out of that managing the office, a really busy office and stepping away. You know, we really started working with delegating to her office manager and, you know, referring patients to her husband and just being okay with like, you got to take that break. And um, on and on and on, we've talked so much about self-care with these chiropractors. I realized they're not the only ones who need this information. Um, I think my patients can really benefit from it. And, and, and so I'm really excited to sort of open this up just more to stressed out, overwhelmed women. So cool. It's really scary. So cool. <laughs> oh, I, all, all exciting things are scary too, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was nice. One of the things I really did during my break was hike every day. I hiked six miles every day um, for seven days straight and just really got lost in this dream and in the planning and putting together the final pieces in order to really be visible and and put it out there and um i think it's going really well i just i remember the night that the first person enrolled i was like i couldn't sleep i was up till one in the morning i was so excited i'm like oh my god someone actually signed up for this <laughs> someone <laughs> believes awesome. in me <laughs> that's awesome so cool do we have anything else we want to share on intentional rest we just we so this is your permission to go schedule some intentional rest, whether it's a 20 minute break next week, or it's a week off, you know, next quarter, whatever, or next year, that's okay. Um, I I just, planning trips is, is just as almost as exciting as taking them for me. And so I do best when I have like, I'm always have one ahead to look forward to, no matter how far away that is. Um, it's nice to have something to look forward to. You know, there was a study about that, Sarah, right? That people actually do find more joy yes. in planning vacations yep. than being on them. Yep. I, I do remember reading that. Yeah. Yep. You get so much joy from anticipation. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. Um, 
We would be so grateful We, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review or sharing our podcast in any way. If there's been something that you heard that you know somebody you know needs to hear, we would be grateful for, for the share. So thank you for listening. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining us today on the Cairo Mom Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts to hear our next episode. And follow us on Instagram at Cairo Mom Podcast.